Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland will take place on the 26th of January at Strathclyde University Tick. This could not be possible without our sponsors, Red Spire, Ebex, Incremental Group, and Cognitive Group. See you there. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast where we're getting to know the speakers for the Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland event coming up in Glasgow. I am flying solo today. We have no Chris and Ian isn't joining us again or isn't joining us in the first place until next week. So today we have Janet, Lucy and Sarah joining us and we're just going to go straight in and have a chat with Janet. Hello Janet, how are you doing today? I'm tickety-boo, it's Friday, and I'm officially not working. Uh, see, I'm just going to totally top trump you there and say I've not been working since last Friday. Okay, I haven't been working since last, well, a few days ago. Yeah, I went. I mean, that's. I've been using that with everybody I spoke to this week. It's been brilliant. <laughs> oh, when did you finish up for Christmas? Yeah, last week, pal. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. So thank you for coming on and having a wee chat. We're just trying to get everyone to know the speakers at the event and um, although your class is a speaker you're more than a speaker you know how much you've been helping me get everything done you've been my little lifeline on the side to help me your and... service helper yes yeah helper. yeah you could be yes yeah. for this is going out as an audio thing but janet does have a, a santa's <laughs> hat behind her so yes she is almost a, a little elf as well so you've been you've actually helped more than you realize so you are for me in this you are more than a speaker Thank you, sweetie. No worries. And I obviously, I know exactly who you are, but for the people who don't know you, can you tell us who you are, a little bit about you, what you do? Well, um, I always think nobody has a Scooby-Doo who I am. So um, I I always get quite impressed when people say, oh, I know who you are. And I go, really? Really? Why? So um, I've been in the Dynamics world for, since version three, um, like many, many, many moons ago. Um and have been I fell in love with dynamics actually the first time I got to actually play with it and work with it properly because it made me feel like a genius um I presently work for Microsoft and the as a senior consultant for change management so I'm adoption specialist and my journey to get there has been through the dynamics field I um, have worked for Microsoft before I was the technical specialist for Ireland the TSP for Ireland for dynamics um, which I loved but one of the things I noticed um, was the the adoption of the projects weren't always successful in fact I'm going to be very blunt and say not all very rarely successful and it was always down to the adoption it wasn't down to to the, the um, actual techni technical ability of the people implementing it. So I went and worked for myself for a number of years, um, helping organizations make sure that their, their projects were adopted successfully. And then I joined back to Microsoft this year, but I have also been, um, been one of the founders of 365 Saturday. Um, I, I think mine was the second ever ran a second big one ever ran um, we ran it in Dublin over two years ago and now it's gone apoplectic so I run one in Dublin every year we ran there one in September and at the time which I think yours um, Chris might blow mine out of the water um, we we thought this it was going to be the largest dynamics um, community event we'd ever ran um, worldwide so it was a, a big effort to put it on but I loved putting it on I loved watching everybody walk out the door afterwards um, and I I just love dynamics. 
That is awesome. And just on Dublin, that is the best event that I've ever attended. There was there was something for everything at the event, whether it was the sessions. And for me, some brilliant sessions and some people I'd seen before and I hadn't seen. But just the actual community spirit and the whole day. I had I, We spoke with Julian last week on the podcast, and that's the first time I'd met Julian in person, although I worked with him seven years before that. So just being able to meet these people, um, people coming up and saying hello to you, and like I, I have no idea who you are, but <laughs> welcome. And you actually get chatting, and they've re- either read your blog or you've commented on something that they posted, and it's just, it's just brilliant. I mean that event honestly is the, mm. the best. If we get anywhere near that with our event, uh, I will be over the moon. Thank you. Thanks. That makes me feel great because it did slightly kill me in putting it on I was exhausted by the end of it but I have one rule in this community and you know what it is and I've said it a million times but people know me for this statement is um, there's no ego the egos aren't allowed through the door um, and that's one of the reasons um, I was very passionate about setting this up sorry my cat has now joined the podcast if that's okay it there is we well there we go there I we mean go. it is quite fitting because he also appears in some of your <laughs> slides as well. Toby does appear in pretty much any presentation I do. Um, I am a bit nuts so we'll just leave it at that. I'm a bit nuts but I I like the fact that um, one of the reasons I wanted to set the community up um, along with with Raz is it felt like it was elitist. It felt that it was only the biggest companies that could afford to send you to the big conferences and that's why I was really passionate about it. Yeah. Um, you you apply as an individual. You don't apply as an organisation. You um, I always say your elbows are down um, because the person beside you could be an absolute genius. Um, it's about creating a community spirit and sharing. And I'm very very tough on people that don't do that. Um, yes. If I see cliques forming, I have a tendency to ruin cliques. <laughs> so um, yes, I, I love the community spirit three six five has created. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. It's definitely something i mean i think what's quite good as well some of the people that we've met through these different sessions so i've talked i talked in dublin i was in london at paddington at the start of the year mm-hmm. and people who we had met just at those events that were coming to the first events we actually have them now speaking mm-hmm. in glasgow which i find is brilliant we need fresh blood we need 100 percent need fresh blood there is i have spoken in, in london a few times and i don't feel the need to speak again for at least a wee while because people don't want to hear from me all of the time there's the point of this is to let people thrive and let people share their own knowledge you can't have the same voices time and time again it's to give people a platform now i'm a bit of a strong believer on you have to be able to present you might have the knowledge but if you can't get it across then that's when i have an issue so there's definitely times when we have helped people make sure that their presentation skills are up, that we have maybe worked alongside people to get their information yeah. across. They're absolute geniuses, but maybe struggle with the, the communication side. And we don't want them not to be heard. No, because they, I mean, they have content that's as good as anyone. It's just putting that content over. I've done the same. There's a couple who are speaking who weren't necessarily, they didn't say yes straight away because they weren't confident within themselves. Mm-hmm. but um, I think I've taken a wee bit of my football coaching background and raised <laughs> the spirits and, and made them believe a little bit in themselves and now they're they're talking and I believe one of them is actually talking before 
we even get wow. to Glasgow as well. So I mean, that's for that's me great. seeing people. And you know what I'm like. I I don't really care what I know. If I can give knowledge and get somebody else to be able to do things, then that's that's what actually makes me. I don't care if a project goes live or I learn this or I get a sticker or a or a flag for something. It's making sure that the community itself is is getting there, especially in Scotland, because it's perceived that there isn't a community in Scotland. Yes, and that I mean, I've heard that too. There isn't a community in Scotland. And I was told two years ago, sweetheart, there wasn't a community in Ireland. And I, you know, I was, waste, quote, I was wasting my time. Now, you said earlier on in this podcast, Dublin was one of the biggest and best events you'd ever been at. And yeah. that came from nothing. So if you open the door, as you're doing, if you're encouraging, if you're providing a platform for people to come to, let's just wait and see. I believe there is a community in Scotland. And I think, I think so. That. Yeah, I mean, just based on Scottish speakers, we have six different speakers from Scotland. That alone, for me, is quite a mm. quite a big thing. Two of our platinum sponsors are Scottish partners, and they've got speakers. So a lot of these things are, are putting together. So I think there's been lots of little like little UG groups or little, we'll meet in a pub and talk about CRM, we'll talk about SharePoint. I think what this event is doing is bringing them all together and just giving them one place. And the amount of people you, you'll actually find out that, oh, I didn't realise you were doing this as well. So there's <laughs> going to be, I think there's going to be a a mini implosion within Scotland just to get Good. get it all kicked off. So that that's what I'm hoping for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're doing quite well. We've got new speakers, we've got Scottish speakers. And I know something that's quite close to your heart is diversity. Massive, 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 massive. <laughs> yes, I'm as I'm a bit of a crazy woman when it comes to diversity. Um, I've I've often been the only woman on a speaker panel. I've often been the only female in an entire massive dynamics team, and I have always been flipping bewildered why that was the case. Um, I genuinely don't understand. Dynamics is a tool that is, so people say, oh, it's because it's technical, it's because it's IT, and that's not a field that women really go to. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true anymore, but I'm going to challenge the fact that it's technical. The wonderful thing about Dynamics, as we all know, is it's a configurable tool. And I think I said on my opening statement, it made me look smart because it was it was very simple and easy to use. And I, I hope I'm not stepping on people's toes, but men and women have separate strengths. Yep. Women are better, sorry, just going to say, renowned better at communicating and yeah, being able to um, explain things to, an, um, to a customer. And Dynamics is about the customer's process and understanding the customer's process and being able to potentially implement that process that they understand. So I'm a real passionate person about the fact that there is a role for everybody within Dynamics. And I have actually been pushing women in tech and Dynamics um, from day one with 365 Saturday. And I'm absolutely bursting. I'm very, very proud, very, very proud of what has been achieved simply by somebody standing up and saying, listen, I'm here. I'm just a, an average punter come and join me. And when I started 365 Saturday in London, oh, a couple of years ago, um, regarding the women in tech stuff, I had about three girls and they were all very brilliant girls and they're still there and they're still supporting us. But we're now getting, oh, 
30, 35, 40 girls attending and it has made my heart physically swell. I have seen girls attend who are now mentoring other women, supporting other women, um, and not just women, diversity people in, yeah. the, let's take women out of the equation, let's just keep with diversity now, because as we all know, if we have diversity, we get we spark off each other much better, we get better ideas, we can get better insight. It's just, it's just a different feeling. Yeah. And I'm very proud of you, Mark, because you have understood that. Um, and it's also very, and, and again, please don't take this as patronising at all. It's wonderful that you're a man doing this and understanding the benefits of diversity yeah. um, and you're championing it. And we have hopefully, I believe, a potentially 50-50 speaker lineup with females. So we- there, I have surprises on the day um, and we're actually over we have more females than male speaking and the one thing right so when i was talking about this in the start i mean just as a perception it's still perceived in the industry that it is a a male orientated industry and i was saying right i want to get a split of speakers because janet is a brilliant talker anna megan there's so many great talkers um and then people were like well are you just bringing them in to fill up numbers and make it look good i'm like Absolutely not. The, uh-huh. I mean, I so when I've spoke to you, or sorry, when I listened to you in Dublin, a week later, two weeks later, I sent you a message about the topic you had done and what I had learned. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's it's brilliant. I've watched Megan speaking in Manchester. I've listened to so many other different people talking. And for me, if you have a knowledge, it doesn't matter colour, race, sexual orientation, gender. If you're good at it, you're good at it. That, that's only... all it should be. Yeah. If you're good at it, you're good at it. And you need a voice. And I, I think you're right. I think some people, and this is my perception, so nobody can shoot me down on it, that some people think um, it's, oh, you've got the girls on for the soft skills. No. Nope. You know how passionate I get about my adoption. In your face, I've always said, that you can do it right the best system in the in the entire world you can't get the guys and girls of the that you know who own that system to use it what's the bloody point yeah exactly just just on your uh, on your point there so we've got trisha sinclair who came over and spoke in dublin as well trisha is i she is unbelievable now she's been doing work with connected field service mixed reality and ai Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff even goes over my head so there's there's (laughs) People who are more technical than me, oh, she is, she is unbelievable. Um, she's trying to get me to help her out in talks, and I'm like, look, you know more than I do. I cannot give you anything into this. So we're not, we're not dropping the, dropping the bar down to get people in. We're, we're raising the bar with the ability of some of these people that we are bringing in. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, and I mean, as you pointed out, people think I'm doing this just to get, to get the kudos off. We're doing a split. I've spoke to you in the past. The reason that I'm doing this is because of my daughter. Mm-hmm. She done. I've sent you a text about this, didn't yeah. I? We've had that conversation. So, for anyone who have not, who doesn't know about this, my daughter's just gone into the year in school where you do your course choice and you decide kind of what career path you want to do. So they had the careers advisor come in. You fill in a questionnaire of forty-five questions. You tick it, and they tell you what you want to be. So it came back that she had the skills to work in IT. So she was pulled aside and said, look, IT is not really a job for women. Let's redo this again 
and see what job you come out, we'll sit with you and, and help you answer it because it's not a job for women IT. And that was a female who told her that oh. in 2018. And I just that just blew my mind. And I straight away told her how good your sessions were, how Anna Domeni is mentoring lots of people and getting them into the industry, how Megan's blogs hit people at all different levels, how just Trisha can do everything, uh, and how Lucy with her team stuff. It's just unbelievable the amount of different things that are there. But that, that was kind of my driver was to say, look, that's bullshit. It doesn't happen that way. There's so many good people. I mentor three people at the moment, two of them are girls, and they are unbelievable. They're going to overtake me soon on knowledge. So <laughs> it's, it's bullshit. Mm. Good. Well done. So that, that is my little rant over, <laughs> over on that one. So on the day, what yeah. will you be talking about? Right. So as I said, I work for Microsoft as part of their user adoption um, global team. People don't realize that Microsoft have this team. Um, we're based all over the world. Um, we've quite our, our largest number, is, I think. Maybe it's not actually. I'm not going to quote that. Uh, we have a large number in the UK. And um, I'll be talking about professional pro sci. It's our change methodology. Okay. So pro sci professional sciences, and that is the the organisation we um, work alongside. Um, that uh, that um, we, we work to, and we work to what's referred to as the ADCAR model. ADCAR stands for awareness desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. And I will be explaining, sorry, go ahead. I was just Googling, not Googling, I have a picture on my phone from your presentation and I was just getting all the words out there, but you've been <laughs> it. Okay, so basically what I talk about is the, the struggles that people will have regarding um, the adoption of a dynamics project. The, the thing that I want to get across on the day that Dynamics is a line of business application. It is not Microsoft Word. It is not um, just a, an area where you go in for five minutes a day. Potentially, it is a line of business application where the, the individual will spend their entire day working. And if that is the case, if what happens if they cannot perform to the way they need to perform? So it's all about understanding what is a successful project, what does success look, look like, understanding what is the returning investment of that project. So at Go Live, what stage of ability ability um, does an individual need to be to, to perform a task so your company doesn't go down the tubes? Now, people accept, treat a dynamics project, CRM, as a just another IT project. It's your bread and butter of an organization. Yeah. You don't treat it like that. Um, and some people then treat their training as a half hour before you go live. I literally am hyperventilating into a paper bag at this. So I'll be talking about making people understand the importance of ability over training and the importance of reinforcement. The amount of projects that I have been, um, so I, I, like I said, I worked for myself for a number of years and I never even set a website up. I didn't have to, people just phoned. And they said, Janet, would, could you come and work out what the heck's gone wrong? It was such a success, such a success, Janet. And now, now we don't know what's happened. Okay. So basically I'm talking about all of those stages of a change journey for an individual based alongside a dynamics project. And that's the one that I sat in and is an absolute fantastic session. It's funny. 
It's funny. It's funny, yeah, and Toby appears multiple times. <laughs> but no, just out, out with the cat. Uh, it is an absolute fantastic session. I said to you straight away that I took something away from that, and that's really what you want. If you can go into a session and take one thing away that increases your knowledge, yeah. then it's been worthwhile going for that day. And as a presenter as well, if you feel that somebody's taken something away yeah. and is able to use that or is able to come back to you, ask you questions to implement that methodology, then it is worth the this 15 hours flying there and back. They're not getting paid for it. It's worth that. Just to see somebody take that away and run with it. Mm-hmm. It just makes the community itself I've a bigger a, and better place. The wonderful thing is I've had an awful lot of partners um who are the likes of Ebex and lots of other organisations who've come back and said, we really need to imp- use adoption in in the implementation of our projects. And I, I just feel half a stone lighter when I hear that because it's never, ever addressed. And it is the major killer of a project. Correct. And I just can't get people, like literally I'm beginning people to hear it now. Um, and people are now starting to build it into their tenders. Um, so people have to be able to respond intelligently and with a protocol and a strategy to attacking this issue. And this but, is one way, if you come and see my session, you'll come and learn how to do that. And that's what I would recommend everyone does, is run along to Janet's session on the day. It is fantastic and it does need to be implemented in more projects. I've went on projects where it's been a year and a half project, you're 10 days before go live, and they're just getting the first communication email to say, Inter- internal marketing of projects. I love it. I have got, I have um, been, wor- I've worked on a, a site where I've been brought in very last minute. This is a massive, I can't say who it was or anything about it, what country or anything, but it was huge, huge. It, impl- it affected every bit of that organization. And they had sent one email and they were going live in the next week. I literally just stood there and went, I need to go home. I'm actually sweating at the thought of that. <laughs> no. no, getting it in, as you say, getting it built into the tenders. It's also yeah. about not just getting the customer learn that, but you also need to have the consultants be aware, or the you know maybe not necessarily the consultants, but the PMs or yeah. the the project owners or sponsors need so to be available. Can I thank you? You've just raised something for me. I've been pushed back on a number of large partners saying. The customer will not pay for this. The customer will not pay for this. Now, then you're not a very good salesperson, is my challenge back at them. Because yeah. if you cannot prove the return on investment, i.e. your staff being able to adopt quicker, costing you X, which saves you this, that you're, the, the fact that you're, your, your orders and everything will stay with efficiency so you don't lose reputation, you don't lose all of these things, I cannot believe somebody will not pay for adoption in a project if it's going to save them potentially half the cost of their project again. Yes. So partners or people providing that information need to understand the return on investment of adoption and what happens if you don't do it. And that might take more work. That might take more questions and investigation. One of the first things Microsoft does when we go into a project, we run what's referred to as a health check. and we go and we ask so basically I go in for a couple of days or some of my colleagues go in for a couple of days and you crawl out because you're absolutely exhausted afterwards and you interview people 
and you understand the culture of the organization, what's happened before, and you say, you know what, this is a big implementation you're putting in, and this, and whatever it might be, that you, you feed back the results to the stakeholders and the sponsors of the organization. And depending on those results, again, we, with um, ProSci methodology, we are able to say, this is the type of approach we need to take. And we have to take more sponsorship, we have to take blah, blah, blah. But we have a better grounding and understanding of the state of the organization. And you yourself will know you can walk into an organization, you've been sold it and you're walking in the door and you haven't got a scooby do what the heck happened here before. Yeah. So it's adoption is not just being able. People think adoption is training and communication away on. It's, yeah. it's a million other things. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to it than just that. But let's get the people educated. As you say, if we can get some people learning from you in this session that can go away and take it, then that's that's a great starting point. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? I'm beginning, I genuinely am beginning to see, we saw the women, uh, and again, I mentioned women because that's what we started with, the diversity in, in, in the past two and a half years with 365 Saturday has really grown and is starting to get its own traction and adoption's doing the same thing. Yeah. We're maybe not quite as quick as the diversity, but we are beginning to make impact. Good, that's that's exactly what we're after. So your your session is obviously quite a highlight of today. Is there anyone, because you've been run, you've run the Dublin one, you've done London, uh, and obviously been an integral part of running them, you're running about absolutely daft. You're doing absolutely everything. So I'm taking that burden this time round. Thank you. So you can now go to sessions. So oh. is there anyone you're really looking forward to seeing? Do you know what? I'm just going to say, you said to me in Dublin, you didn't come see my session. And I yeah. looked at it and went, really? <laughs> I didn't see anybody's session, sweetheart. I said, where do you run yours? You'll not see anybody's either. So this is, this is the first time I feel genuinely free to attend other people's sessions because I have no responsibility whatsoever. Um, I'm very excited about seeing Megan Walker. Okay. One, because again, what you said, people have bonded, have never met. I am so super excited to meeting Megan and the rest of the, the ladies that I've been chatting to and have actually never met. Um, Megan is talking about marketing. That's an element uh, of dynamics that I am ridiculously interested in simply because previously it wasn't the best in the world and I believe it, it's getting there and I, I really want to see it. I want to see how to configure with um, with no code because I'm not a coder. I want to sit in the portal session. Um, I, I want to, I just, I just want to attend and be a member <laughs> for a day. Yeah. I'm really excited about meeting people and learning um, and part of one of the things that's a bit sad in my world at the minute is I work fully in adoption, which is brilliant. That's what I wanted to do. But it's not always adoption with dynamics. We have You can adopt anything and the, the, what we do with sure, the mic, yeah. all technologies. And I really miss it. I miss it. And I want to immerse myself further back into it. And I'm feeling I'm losing a bit of my skill set. I had to phone you and say, could you set me up a trial? I can't find the link. And I used to do these in my sleep. So yep. that's what I'm looking forward to. Excellent. So while you're up, is there anybody, anything else that you want to do while you're in Scotland? Yes, I'm uber excited. My daddy is from Scotland. He's from Edinburgh. So I'm taking some time off when I'm there. I'm going to drive over in the boat, not in the boat. Well, yeah, how, the boat. I'm, I'm just, I'm now picturing you actually driving a boat with <laughs> your car. 
I mean, Janet, you are that enthusiastic and that willful, and people listen to you. I have no doubt that you'll speak the captain <laughs> round, and he's going to let you drive the boat. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping to come. Um, I'm, I'm obviously going to come on the Friday because I'm coming yeah. from Belfast. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Ben and all the gang again on the Friday and meeting you all guys for the speakers' dinner. But I'm very keen to, to go and visit some relatives when I'm there. So I'm going to take some days off, not get the plane, but have the car. And Scotland is, I would say, and I'm from Ireland, and it is pretty beautiful here. But I think and believe Scotland has it on the beauty front. And I just want to go around and drive and appreciate it because I didn't when I was a kid. Well, if you are coming up past my way, so if you are going up towards the Highlands, I let me be. know and myself and Kate will take you out for a coffee. Well, I lovely Kate to her too. Yes, I, I would appreciate that. It's, I just want to, it'd be lovely for the first time to go to one of these events and not crawl home exhausted. Not have to care. Not, not, I say not have to care, not have to take yeah. the responsibility on your shoulders. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you do say that, but you know I will be, Janet! <laughs> yes, I do. And also, Chris is at this event, so he usually finds a way to exhaust you. Yes. So, yes, he has so much energy. That's why I'm running solo on this week's podcast, so that <laughs> I can actually take time and speak to people, and it's not a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> we do love him. We do, oh, love we, him. we do, we do love him, but yeah. Yeah, Chris is a nightmare with his fake beard. <laughs> You've not have you seen his beard yet? No, no, right, no. Yeah, so he's got a fake beard. He thinks it's a beard, but it's not really. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit rubbishy. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I kind of get that beard when I fall asleep on the couch. That's that <laughs> comes up. So, no, that's been brilliant, and that hopefully that gives everyone an insight into a background of you, a little bit of background on D three six five Saturday as well. Yeah. yeah. We so, started for a very, very small, and now it's gone flipping mad. There was a song there. It started at the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> That'll be your theme tune. So we've got a theme tune for Ben Vollmer, the one that the guys over that. in the States done. So he's got a theme tune, so we've now got one for you. Good. So that is perfect. Is there any, do you want any social media handles or shout-outs, anything like that? Well, um, I just would love you to say, start saying, at at um, hashtag ACM adoption change management, um, just uh, hashtag diversity, hashtag women in tech, yep. nothing about me, just about the community. Perfect. So, now, Janet's actually the quieter one that I thought I wouldn't get too much information, but she has that much information to give out. Um, she could talk for hours and you still wouldn't soak it all up so thanks once again janet for for popping along and hope everyone comes to see you on the day now i'm going to be a little bit honest here when i was arranging to have a call with lucy to to speak to everyone she said she only had 10 15 minutes to speak to us because she's in malta sunning herself not that we're all jealous of her at all so here's a little chat that I had with Lucy. Afternoon, Lucy. How are we doing? Hi, Mark. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, I've just come off about an hour's call with Janet. So we've um, we've talked everything about her session. So it's now time to tell everyone about you. Or well, I don't know you. Um, you can talk for Britain anyway. So Exactly. So it's good that we've got a restricted amount of time. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. Yeah, I mean, you'll probably still go over it and you'll still talk for hours anyway. So <laughs> You know me too well. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know who you are, I mean, they, 
you're almost as loud as Chris at times. So <laughs> everyone has either heard or seen you online somewhere. But for those who haven't, um, what's your name and where did you come from? A bit of silver. Well, firstly, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I think being loud is never a bad thing. Um, so my name is Lucy Muscat, recently Muscat. Um, I was Lucy born before. Um, I've recently joined Hitachi Solutions just over three months ago now as a pre-sales technical architect, well, not so technical, but pre-sales solution architect and a Microsoft Alliance. So I kind of look after the relationship between some of the Microsoft um, program manager people as well as some of the ISVs. And I also get to build really shiny, nice looking demos and present them to customers. So really I get the absolute best of both worlds and I work in an awesome team. Um, as well as that, uh, in my spare time, I like to build power apps. I pretty much do that whenever I've got a spare five minutes um, for any kind of solution, really. Um, I'm also fairly active on Twitter. If I'm not on Twitter, I'm on Teams. If I'm not on Teams, I'm on Slack. Or LinkedIn. So, you're always you're always on some sort of social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, or you're taking... Was that <laughs> actually the other day? Were you... Did Will take a picture with you the other day somewhere? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Would you like night, a selfie, me and Will? I'm sure Will posted a picture the other night of you and him, and then he told because he totally he I thought he tried to hash or tag you in on it, and put some hair company in by mistake. <laughs> but I, I don't mean, know, I, to be honest, we did I, do a webinar recently with um, one of my favourite C legends. Environments was all around a salon that, that Jason ran. Um, so quite often we do kind of take the mic in some of our demos and yeah, that was just one of them. Targeted at Jason, poor chap. Oh, bless him. Uh, there was definitely something with Will. Uh, between that and obviously him posting a picture at Ian the other day as well, which was quite <laughs> comical. Did you hear about that one? No. So he was out with um, Laura Downs the other night. Okay. And he got rather drunk. And from our group chat, Ian put a picture of his beard with the jacket on it. And Will's automatically downloads to his phone. He woke up in the morning, he had posted a picture of Ian's beard on Facebook. Oh my God, no way. Yeah. Classic drunk posting. Yes. So that's we need to get him to that stage on the Friday and Saturday night. Sounds good. I mean, I'll take that as a challenge, absolutely. Happy so, to take that on. So we need babysitters for him, you and Chris now. No, no, I'm good. I can babysit. That's fine. I'm happy to do that. I'll take on that mantle. That's fine. I'm taking that box. I've got it recorded now. So if anything does happen, <laughs> you are paying any, commitment. Yeah, you're paying any bailiffs, bonds, get oh. jail cards. That's your that's your task now. I'm their guarantor as well as their babysitter. Okay, fine. That's good. So because you're doing that, I mean, we were having a chat the other day, just in kind of the group of speakers. Um, there's some divas that are cropping up here that are uh, asking for puppies in rooms before the speaking. Yeah, what's, I know. I mean, I've, I've been having some of your rider? On my rider, to be honest, I'm, I'm fairly, I would like to say I'm fairly low maintenance. I will happily take advantage of whatever anyone else has asked for, and I am a massive fan of puppies, so I'm keen on that. Um, Aside from that, I'm fairly I'm fairly basic requirements. I'm about 80% gin and tonic at any one point, so I'd be happy if there were just a few of those lying about. Um, but I'm a little bit captain sensible, so before the talk, I won't be doing any of that. I will be preparing and making sure that my team's environment is nice and pretty and ready for everyone to 
to see. Um, but after that, I will happily take advantage of some of the things on other people's riders. <laughs> so you mentioned teams here. Is that what you're going to be talking about? Absolutely. So the topic of my um, presentation is the 15 top tips of teams. Um, but I'm going to kind of combine it and layer in some examples of where Microsoft Teams has been used, particularly in the context of deploying Dynamics 365 or FNO or other sort of line of business solutions. Because I think Teams is a bit of a beast, right? It's more what it isn't than rather what it is. Um, so, I mean, I could talk about it all day and sometimes often do. Well, so, I think you are doing because I think this started off as 10. The 10 no, top tips. Oh, it's definitely 15. Yeah. It's definitely I have to squeeze another half an hour in for you to talk to someone. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, you're going to walk out of a room and talk to everyone about it anyway. So Absolutely, absolutely. But to be honest, I'm so excited about some of the other topics that are on on the on the agenda that I feel a bit sad for people having to come to my session because there are so many other people on at the same time that are doing some really cool, interesting topics. So I'm really glad that you mentioned you and Ian are hoping to record some of the sessions. Um, and I always have really good intentions about going back and actually listening to some of them, but I really will be doing I will be doing that for D365 Saturday Scotland because it's just awesome. You've got some great people there, and I'm also really excited that it is a 50-50 gender split. Well, I I actually just told Janet, and uh -huh. there's a, there's maybe some surprises on the day, uh -huh. and we maybe have more females than male speakers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a bit of a pet topic for me that I don't want any specific treatment just because I'm a woman. I just kind of want the same treatment. Yeah. And I think particularly in our community, uh, we're, we're lucky in that respect. Like, I really, I, no one really kind of questions it. It's just, you are who you are. You know if what you, you know. If you have the skill set, you can do the job. Right. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's lots of different speakers, which is going to be going to be good but yeah we are planning on trying to record some of the sessions we may even do some follow-up podcasts where we play some of the audio back that's a really good shout i think people if anyone's like me i sort of get in the car perhaps driving to a client or something like that or a long journey into the office and i will i will listen to those podcasts i'm a real fan of mark smith's yep. um crm audio podcast i know he's going to be there too so yeah i reckon that's a great shout yeah, I mean, if you can put up with my monotone voice for, for an hour, then we're all good. Not monotone at all. You remind me of a Viking. I've got a Viking's voice. A Viking? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Viking. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll go with that. So while you're up in Scotland, is there any other plans that you've got for the day? Um, it's a good question. I'm actually up a couple of days earlier to talk to um, a prospect that we have up there. Um, and I was lucky enough to visit them a couple of weeks ago. So I'm really, really super stoked to go back to Glasgow because I have to admit, it's one of the most gorgeous cities I've ever been to. And I can't believe that it's taken me best part of 29 years to go and see it. So um, I'm really excited to go back. I have got a couple of days before, which I'm just great. I'm so excited about. So I'll have a couple of nice sort of evenings there. Um, and then, but I have got a dash as soon as the event's over, sadly. Otherwise I would have um, hung out with perhaps Ben Volmer and his family, who I know are staying for a couple of days afterwards. Yeah, because I think when you were up in Glasgow, I was down your neck of the woods. Yeah, ironically. We totally <laughs> opposite ends of the thing. I know, so not, over in the sky. Oh, oh, that's quite good. That's um, It gives everyone a, an idea of what you're doing, what you're talking about. I've been pushing your session because I we're using Teams at the moment. I've been integrating with Teams. I, I just love it. I absolutely love it. I'm taking more of a shine to Teams at the moment than I am to the new functionality like Power Apps or... Yeah. Uh, like that. It seems because there's so much growing at the moment, this is the one that kind of sparkled in my eye. And this yeah. is why I've kind of gone down and learned more into that. So 
I will be in, in your session, hopefully heckling you. Awesome. All the heckles welcome. I'm super glad. And I think it is one of those things, a little bit like power apps where, you know, you're either in the bank where or you're in the camp where you're like, oh, this is awesome. Let's go do it all. Let's not ask for any permission. Or you're kind of, oh, we're going to get Teams Armageddon or Appageddon. And I kind of sit somewhere in between. I think you've got to kind of look at the functionality, look at its roadmap. Is it going to be there in six months? And I think particularly for power apps and teams, we know that you know, the investment is huge. So yeah, let's stick at it. Let's make it work. But there has got to be like a little bit of a level of governance around it. And how is it going to work in the context of either your customer or you? And so I am going to be doing a couple of tips around that as well. And I know it's not like sort of tech, tech focused, um, but just a couple of things about what we've seen that's worked internally, what we've seen with client sites that's, that has worked or hasn't worked. Um, and I think it's just important to kind of take the whole thing into context rather than just go switch it on, go for beans. Which no, is- I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you've got your um, your solution architect head on there. It's what part of the, the stack can we use to do what part of the job? Exactly, exactly. And what, what's too much or what, what's a better tool? Or And ultimately, you can integrate most things, right? So it's a case to find the right tool, integrate it, or use Teams functionality to to get rid of that tool. Yeah, and especially with, we know what the roadmap is. We know that Teams is going to be there in the future. So it's worth getting getting on board now with. Absolutely. In fact, one of the jokes I make is because we haven't got any choice. If you're on Skype for business, you will be on Teams. So let's get going. Yeah, just take the leap and go for it. But I think 100% you're right, though. It's not just having the technical knowledge. It's also having the soft skills to be yeah. able to do them. Because soft skills is, is as valuable as knowing what buttons to click and where. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, with any of these tools, Dynamics 365 as well, there should be a level of sort of intuition. It should be quite intuitive to use. Um, And it's about us as solution architects just giving access to the right areas, to the right people at the right time, so that there's no other kind of way around those things. So, yeah, I'm really passionate about that. And I think Teams ultimately really helps with that. Um, As you mentioned, with all the integrations to Dynamics 365, with some of the bot technology, it's just awesome. It's really, it's really great. And it's really changing the way people work. Um, so, yeah, I've got a couple of case studies, too, on, on how it's worked in other places. I just like swearing at the bots and seeing what they come back with. <laughs> Me too. Confusing. Oh, you, you've got a bot system. How many swear words can I get it to reply to? That's kind of my, <laughs> that is always my first thing. And then I'll see what it does. Absolutely. Um, no, that's perfect. Um, hopefully that's given everyone an insight into into yourself and what you're talking about and kind of what you're passionate about. If people want to find you on social media to learn more about you and what you're championing in, I can't even say the word now. On what you what you're promoting, where can they find you? Sure. So I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, I'm at Lucy Muscat, all one word. So that's M U S C A T, Lucy with a Y. Um, so do feel free to follow me on there. Sorry in advance for all the waffle. I do waffle quite a bit. I'm yep. fairly active on LinkedIn as well, um, and I am launching a blog in the new year. So stay tuned for that. What's on? Or can you not say? I can't say it yet because I'm just I'm just building it up, but it will be launched and I'll make sure I shout about it enough on Twitter. And it'll be on Dynamics 365 blogs as well, won't oh, it? Yeah, of course. Naturally. That's, that's, <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care what it's about then, as long as it's on there. <laughs> All good. Right, well, I know you have got a, a busy rest of the day as you're trying to get sorted for the holidays, so thank you very much and enjoy yeah. the rest of your day. And thanks for organising everything, Mark. Have a great afternoon. Cheers. Bye. You've probably just gathered now that Lucy is as mad as anyone else who we have talking, so it was good to to speak to her and 
show everyone Lucy's bubbly side, crazy side, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we're still not going to mention that she was in Malta and we're jealous at all. And finally, for today, we have Sarah, Sarah. Uh, she could be about 17 different people on Twitter. We don't really know. So I'm going to have a wee chat with her about her name, about what she's going to be talking about, and just life over there. And um, there might be the odd Eurovision song contest reference slipped in there because, you know, everyone loves Eurovision. So I've wanted to do this for ages, so I'm going to say, Stockholm, please can we have your votes? <laughs> for anyone who doesn't realise what that is, that's I'm very into the Eurovision Song Contest. I watch it every year. I tweet about it. I live tweet about it. I like things. I slag things off. I just love it. It's outrageous. It's camp. It's funny. There are some brilliant songs. There are some horrible songs. It's great, but yeah, it makes, it's great. Yes, yeah, so we didn't usually do very well. Sometimes, I mean, you might think usually. You do well. Yeah, you might think you do well, but I don't know. Some of some of your recent ones haven't been the best. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even remember you participating, so well, you haven't made an impression on me either. La well, last year actually, it was there was somebody ran on the stage while the United Kingdom were singing. And it was actually a really good song. And I'm not ashamed to admit, I have downloaded the song and I've also downloaded the girl's album. I have absolutely no shame in telling you that whatsoever. <laughs> okay. So, now, I am, you're going to introduce yourself because all the different things that we've registered for, so we've got, obviously, we've got a WhatsApp chat where we're talking about what we're doing. We're registering for things, booking hotels. You've got about 100 different spellings of your name, depending on which way which way you feel that day. So how? what name are we going with today? <laughs> today, same pronunciation. Uh, my name is Sara Lagerqvist in okay. Swedish. Um, you might want to do an English twist on it and call me Sarah Lagerqvist. Uh, but yeah, I do spell it differently. It goes way back to to my parents. They they told me that I spelled with a Q U, and like all school photos ever, they've been correcting. I've been correcting them. Like that's not how my name is spelled. Cause, <laughs> but like in my passports, I'm spelled with a K V. Um, so yeah, I I switch it up just to make it uh, a bit more exciting. Keeping the Q U for for emails and stuff. But when it comes to bookings and reservation like flight tickets i do need to go with the passport one so yes. that that's what gets so confusing because <laughs> yeah, i when we started off doing the advertising for it there's somebody with a very very similar name to you on twitter yes and i think she maybe thinks that she's talking as well at the event <laughs> so i might have to drop her message and say no love you're not talking no so, don't like i'm the only sarah too right i don't like to share I've been so used to call be called Sarah L, and that's so boring. I, I want to be the only Sarah. Please you are the only me. you are the only Sarah talking on the day. Oof, good. Unless this, unless this random one that we've been copying on Twitter by accident appears. 
I, I might do an exception if she actually shows up. That would be hilarious. That would be brilliant. And I'm going to stick her on main stage in front of the 250 people that are registered. Yes. Here, here you go. Here's a microphone. Talk about something in the dynamic sphere. <laughs> so you're based over in Stockholm. Yes, I am. So I, recently you talked at DC65 Saturday Stockholm, didn't you? Yeah, that was kind of my first uh, big event where I was a speaker, yeah. So was that quite nerve-wracking that day? Yes, I was. Um, but I, I heard this kind of cool uh, thing that um, the same thing goes on in your body when you're nervous and when you are excited. So whenever someone asks you or you think you feel nervous, you should just tell yourself that you are actually super excited. And that helps. Have you tried that? No, but when I walk onto the stage, so I'll, I'm quite lucky. I'm, I say I'm quite lucky. This time around, because I'm doing so much organizing, I'm not talking on the day. However, I will be doing the introductions in the keynote. Mm -hmm. So I'll be the first person that anybody hears. So I'm kicking the day off. So I'm going to just ramp the energy up and say that I'm excited rather than totally nervous. Yes. I'm going with that. That's, and you're going to have to remind me of that on the day as well. You'll probably see I me will. crying in the corner before I start. But it's actually like a brilliant way to think about it. You still get like the adrenaline and the hand sweats and maybe shake your voice is shaking a bit. It's same same as when you are excited. And that, that helped me through that first time. I mean, let's be honest. You went from doing a 365 Saturday to then going over to Austin and Texas to the extreme event. Was yes. that like was that just like one extreme to the other? Uh, but well, actually, that was a bit easier because in in it's kind of weird because uh, at the event in Stockholm, I was also supposed to speak in English, so I was actually more nervous about speaking to an audience that would contain of ninety percent Swedish speaking and maybe ten percent English speaking people in Stockholm. But talking English to an to an English speaking audience, that's so much more relaxing so to me uh texas was uh almost a bit more like i was more at ease at that part because of the english uh, situation okay so obviously english isn't your first language no so have you done any presentations or talks at events in swedish uh, actually, the one in Stockholm ended up uh, being in Swedish. Uh, oh. I I started to ask the audience if they spoke, if anyone didn't speak uh, Swedish, and no one said yes. And later, Auntie Pajanen entered yep. the room, and I was like, Go "Fuck! Away. Now I have to do get it in out. English." And he was like, "No, no, no! Continue, continue." So he didn't get the whole thing, but he got most of the most of it. Um, but yeah, so I did try to translate the whole presentation while I was speaking into Swedish instead. So that was a bit um, interesting, but it went pretty well. I lost a few like words in Swedish. Like I had one example that when I was supposed to refer to a hairdresser and I had no idea what hairdresser was in Swedish. <laughs> so weird to lose that word of all words. So, I mean... Obviously, in Scotland, we do speak English, but we also speak Scots Gaelic as well, mm -hmm. which um, we're, we're not speaking in that. Um, 
there isn't even a language pack for Dynamics for that language. However, my original plan was actually to open and close the event speaking in Gaelic, but I tried and I tried and I tried and I just, my voice doesn't pronounce it very well. <laughs> my, my accent, it's very, it's a very Nordic sounding language when you're speaking it. Yeah. And my voice doesn't come over that well. So I'm just like, no, we're not doing it. We're fine. That so would be you, fun though. But maybe I'll do the keynote, uh, do a speaker's dinner and I'll start off with it or something. And then just, at least that way, there's only 30 people and I can hide when it doesn't work. <laughs> yes, do that. I am excited. So obviously you've done a few talks recently. What is your, your background? Who do you work for? What sort of projects do you do? Well, yeah, my background. So I've been working with Dynamics for like five to six years now. I started out as a customer actually for, so I was um, like a super user for two years. I was Jonas's Raps customer. That's how we all got started. Yep. Um, and I was probably, this is what I've been told uh, by Jonas, uh, one of the most annoying customers ever. Um, I had very high demands, and when I did not get attention quick enough, I solved it myself. So I kind of figured out okay. how stuff works. Yeah. I started making workflows, creating new fields, and, and things that you as a partner probably don't want your customer to do. Um, yeah, there is that. Yeah. So... Um, I did that for two years and then I got bored of my normal job and I quit. So I thought I would study to become like a dynamics consultant. And then Jonas Rapp phoned me up and he was like, are you stupid or something? Let's just get over here, start working at once. So that that's how I ended up in dynamics. See, I think dynamics isn't a career that you set out and say, I'm going to be a dynamics consultant. You you almost fall into it. You're either you're on the customer side, you're a super user who gets interested in the product and then become a consultant. Uh, the other the other part can be you're you're part of a partner who do it on the side and you just gravitate more to that. So it's not something that you would automatically say that's what I'm going to do, but a lot of people do come from being a customer to to being a partner and implementing it. Yeah, I realized I really loved it and it was super fun. And in Sweden, we had this like two year CRM uh, consultant uh, education you can do for just two years where a third of it was uh, trying it on uh, at a workplace. Uh, uh, so that was the one I was thinking about applying to, but never got, got around to it. Well, that's, I mean, if you've got somebody who's batting for you, then you can't go wrong with that. I mean, especially somebody like Jonas as well. Yeah, I'm super happy about my decision. Now I get uh, another three and a half years uh, experience as an uh, implementer instead. So, yeah, I mean, years of studies. So, that that's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you, you learn more when you're actually doing it than when you're reading about it. I find that myself. That's why I quite like going to these, the hackathons. I think you're coming to the hackathon on Friday on field service. Yes. So I find it's great somebody standing up telling you about it, but when you've got your hands on and you're doing something, you can you learn it. I do. I mean, there's lots of different ways of learning, but I think that's the one that, that resonates most with me. 
Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that hackathon. Uh, I have not been playing around with field service so much, so uh, and especially not connected field service. So, so I'm really intrigued by that uh, Friday session. Yeah, there's going to be some very interesting things going on in that session. I'll not spoil it too much, but there's some some good plans for it. Ooh. <laughs> and, and the other thing as well, if you've come from a customer, you know that customer's business process. But when you then go to a partner level, you actually learn you're on different projects for different things. So you could go on being from a sales project to a case management to a marketing thing. You're not stuck on the same one business path the whole time you're learning lots of different things which is why i think working at partner level is quite good yeah that's why i love just being a consultant like i do love dynamics super much but being a consultant it's so diverse like i my my everyday is so different i learn stuff every day and that's why i actually quit my the the other job because it was the same thing over and over again and i got so bored i and all jobs i have previous to this one uh, it's me just getting bored getting bored getting bored uh, i've spent three and a half years as a consultant i have not been bored yet and you, you don't have the same day twice no you don't uh, it's so different i and i love it i really love it so based on everything that you've picked up, all the different projects you've worked on, you're turning that into now doing a little bit of speaking. So what are you going to be speaking about on the day? So on the day, I will do a session called uh, No Code Hacks. Um, me and Chris were talking about it uh, over Slack a couple of weeks ago, and we almost called we called it Dynamics Porn, kind of, because it's, yeah. yeah, it's really cool ways to solve uh, problems which you uh, usually use code for yep. and you can do it in, with configuration and when you get that thing working uh, it's 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 such an amazing feeling so yeah. like yeah I, I'm, so ex excited about it. I'm exactly the same I don't have a development background so everything I try and do is no code and I will look at how can I do it in a workflow how can I do it with a business rule calculated fields um that's that's how i go i i've never learned any development code or development tools because i've been able to to pick up and work with the tools that are available as you say as configuration or as data and do it so i i feel that everyone needs to kind of constantly evolve so so the stuff that i know you'll pick up something totally different from the people that you've worked with so it'd be interesting to see what different techniques and skills um, that you're going to show people. And yeah, I can see that as um, D365 porn. I don't know if I'll go that far. <laughs> was, that, was that Chris that came up with that one? Yes. How did you guess? <laughs> and did, did he say it in bold capital letters? Uh, well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bold, big bold letters. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, that's that's going to be a very interesting session. It's one that I'm going to try and either get along to or definitely get a recording off. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Like, uh, I bet several of this the, these tips and tricks, if you have done, but it's it's all like um, just sharing the ones you know, and then probably someone will learn something. Yeah. yeah. If, 
the the thing that I've I've said all along this whole process, if somebody learns one thing, or if you learn one thing from each session you go to, it's worthwhile going because you've yes. learned something new. And that's for me, that's exactly what the whole thing is about. There's people coming from all over the world to attend and to talk. Um, people who have worked in different environments, different cultures, who will just bring something that you never thought of or something you didn't know, and that can be something that solves an issue on your project. And it's just that's the sort of collaboration that I think is fantastic at these sort of events. Yeah, that's what that's the point of these events. Like you get so much input in just a few hours, and you most definitely will learn something. And yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be so cool. I'm so looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to seeing anyone else's presentations on the day? Uh, yeah, I heard Lucy. I think Lucy was doing a Teams uh, yep. uh, session. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. And uh, I've only been chatting a bit with her, and she seems so amazing, so I'm so looking forward to meeting her. Uh, I've just come off. We Just before I spoke to you, we had Lucy on. Oh, uh, really? Now, I think she's chancing her arm at the moment because... She originally gave me a session title called 10 Top Tips for Teams. Okay. And when I spoke to her a moment ago, she said she's now at 15 tips. So wow. I, I don't know what she's doing, but I, I actually think Lucy's session is almost going to be standing room only. <laughs> everyone, everyone seems to do that. It's because it's a new product that is really good. It's going to be replacing Skype for business, so everyone wants to get involved. So yeah, yeah. I think her session is going to be standing room only yeah i'm really but there, there are so many that uh that sounds interesting i i have not had the time to plan the whole day yet so we'll see where the day takes me and what i feel like going to uh when the day comes but but i'm sure there will be so many sessions i want to go to and i won't be able to make make them all yeah i do i every time i go i make a plan i'm going to see these people in this in this um, pattern or this schedule and by the second session I've done something totally different <laughs> yes. so, that's quite good. Um, so you're coming over for a couple of days have you got anything else planned while you're in Scotland uh, no I haven't this is not my first time in Scotland so I've been traveling around like okay. Yeah, like four years ago, me and my boyfriend, we took, uh, we rented a car, drove on the wrong side of the road, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and went around like just doing like like we were a really old couple. We were going around on the countryside, watching the mountains, the old castles, um, drinking in small little villages, pubs, and stuff. So yeah. Well, I actually live in a small little village that has a pub and a castle nearby with really? lots of mountains, yes. So I don't live in Glasgow or Edinburgh, the main cities. I live quite a bit further north. So I, I live in a nice place, river flowing in the front of the house and nice idyllic place. So it's quite it's quite good. I like why people like the, the Scottish culture and the, the viewings around the place. That sounds amazing. Yes, and we've got the speaker's dinner. We've got few things on throughout the couple of days so no doubt you'll be dragged along to something no i think my time will be like super busy i don't think i have time to plan something for myself i think we'll be and chris is coming so i yes. know there will be a lot of drinking too there will be a lot of drinking there'll be a lot of getting chris out of the police station at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> yes 
So no, that 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 is brilliant. That's that's given me an insight because obviously we've only spoke a couple of times over messages and emails. So that gives me a little bit of a background into you as well. So I'm actually very looking forward to to meet you in person now. Yeah, me too. So is there any social media? How can people connect with you, find out a bit more about what you're doing or what projects you're on or what you're 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 promoting at the time? So what social well, media? If if you, if someone learns to spell my last name correctly, they might find me. Uh, I try to do the same spelling for for all social media. So uh, you can find me on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at loggerquistsarah. Uh, that's without an H and with the Q U spelling of the last name, and that's the same name on LinkedIn too. So when I'm promoting the, this podcast, I will copy that in for you so it's easier for people to find you. <laughs> Perfect. That might be needed, yeah. If I find the right one. If you find the right one. <laughs> if not, this other one is getting even more followers now. Yeah, then she may, might show up, so that would be interesting. <laughs> That's lovely. Well, thank you very much for your time today, and I look forward to meeting you in January. Thank you, me too. Looking forward to this awesome event. Perfect. And hopefully at the end of it, we'll have the Eurovision cards up and we'll give you 10 points for your presentation. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. And that's just wrapping up today. So thanks to Janet, Lucy and Sarah for coming on. For next week, Ian will be joining me and we're going to be speaking with Reese, Ryan, Claire and Rosie. Fingers crossed. That is the plan. See you then. Dynamics 365 Saturday Scotland will take place on the 26th of January at Strathclyde University Tick. This could not be possible without our sponsors, Red Spire, Ebex, Incremental Group, and Cognitive Group. See you there.